for a while. Things may dry up finally. Well, I'm glad that you're here tonight. Tonight we're going to continue uh, in our prayer time. We're going to have a devotion, and then we're going to have a time of prayer together corporately. And we're going to pray to the God, our Father, and make our petitions known because he says that we can come boldly before the throne room of grace and make them known. So that's what we're here tonight, to be in unison and be in harmony in our prayer time. And uh, we're believing God's going to do things in our lives. Um, I just want to say to the men, one week from this Friday is Real Men Rally. Friday uh, 20th, Tony Sarez, And then uh, we're going to have Pastor Dobbins on Saturday. There's food involved. There's fun involved. There's competitions involved. Men, I hope that you get a ticket and come. I hope men also use this as an opportunity to invite other men, men out, even outside of our church and our community to come so we can fellowship together and get to know one another. This, we, we consider this a community event. It's not just a church event. It's a community event in which we want to reach the men in our community. Men, we have a responsibility, and we've got to step up to our role, and, and we've got to honor God, and that's what we talk about at these things. So invite people. It's a great opportunity to invite somebody to come that might not come any other time. We've got a lot of things planned. If hope you ain't got your tickets. We've got tickets tonight after the service. You can buy them. And also uh, Sunday, you can buy them, or you can go online and buy them, or you can come by the office and buy them. You can buy them. That's what I'm trying to say. You can buy them. So buy them. <laughs> But uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, at this time, I wanted to remind you also, if you've got tithes and offerings, you can drop them in the, the tithe boxes before you leave tonight as well. And uh, so at this time, we're going to go get into our devotion. I want you to welcome Brother Jerry. Amen. <laughs> oh, do you love the Lord tonight? I know you do, or you wouldn't be here in the house of God. But aren't you glad it's so cool in here? Oh, yeah. Woo! Man, I'll tell you. Amen. Tanina and myself, we appreciate this church so very much. And uh, our ministry takes us out uh, at, at different intervals. And right now we're entering pastors at, over in Thayer. And so we're there on Sunday mornings. And sometimes we're out at other places on Sunday nights and even Wednesday nights. But every chance we get, we love being here at the Palace of Praise. And uh, on Wednesday night, I really, truly love being with God's intercessors. Amen. With people that really want to pray. That's the people I really like to be around is people that really love to pray because I know that they have a, such a deep relationship with God. It's an honor and privilege at this moment, amen, to bring this message especially, amen, before this people. The Lord really gave me this. It's not a sermon. Amen. I don't know if it'll really be a devotion, but it will be a message from God. And I believe that the Lord is speaking to the church from this. I want to speak on the subject for a little while on the power of an intercessor and intercessory prayer. The power. Everybody say power. power. Amen. There is something special that within the intercessor that makes intercessory prayer very effective. And there are some that, amen, they, sometimes they say that their prayers don't go past the ceiling and sometimes it is true. But when you do it right, there's power. There's power to move mountains. There's power to change lives. There's power, amen, to touch the lost for Jesus Christ. 
And so we look to 1 Timothy chapter 2 and starting with verse 1 tonight, it says, Therefore, I exhort first of all, hear the words, first of all. And so he's talking here about importance. And I believe that one of the greatest importances that there is is prayer and intercessory prayer. There are several types of prayer and he says, I exhort first of all that supplications, and that's a special type of prayer. And then he says prayers, amen, prayers for any occasion. And then he says intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. He says for kings and all that are in authority, and that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. Verse 3 says, and this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Lord, we love you tonight, and we thank you, Lord, for intercessors, Lord, this evening. Lord, that can even change lives and where they are going. For there are many people that would be in hell today if there were not intercessors. There are people that has averted tragedy because of intercessory prayer, where people fell down on their knees when they felt led of God to pray for a particular person or for a particular situation. I thank you for your leading and your guidance in all our prayers, dear God, and we pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit tonight to touch our hearts and touch our ears that we may hear what the Spirit truly is trying to say to the church. Amen. God is in need. Everybody say this with me. God is in need. That's right. Okay, some of you are not following through. God is in need. That's right. Amen. And he is in need of those who are intercede. Amen. The word intercessor really comes from two Latin words. Amen. Between and go. Amen, and it means acting as a go-between. And, and so I, a lot of people think that, well, you know, God Almighty has everything in control. Everything, I mean everything. But that's not always so. Amen, he has all the major elements, amen, in control. But you tell the person that got raped last night that God is in control. You tell somebody that their loved one had just died of cancer and tell them that, amen, that was God's will for their life. I hear so many people, even in funerals, that would say, well, I believe it must have been their time, amen. But the Bible says that we can lengthen our time, we can shorten our time. And, and there's no doubt about it, I would be dead tonight if it wasn't for those that interceded, if it wasn't for those who fasted and had prayed. I want you to know that intercessors will change history. Intercessors will change lives. Intercessors many times will change who goes to heaven or who goes to hell. Amen, amen. And so I love this quote. It says, intercession is not a job. Man, when the ministry becomes a job, when prayer becomes just that job thing, amen, we have lost it. Intercession is not a job, it's a passion. It's a stethoscope to the heart of God. And intercessors constitute the greatest unseen group of spiritual heroes in world history. And so, as I said, there is a false premise many believe about the will of God. 
which hinders so many people about praying. There are a lot of people that think, well, because you're a minister, you're always going to live. You'll never be in danger. You'll never be in a wreck. Amen. You're, you're going to live till you're in your hundreds because you're a pastor or, or even associate pastor, but that's not always true. Because sometimes we need, amen, intercessors, amen, in, in our behalf to pray for us, to believe God for us. And, and so we see that sometimes people just don't pray. Amen. They think, well, Brother Miller, he's the pastor of church. God's protection is always going to be on him. The angels of God are always going to surround him. But that's not always so. And, and, and so we must intercede for our leaders all the time. The Bible says the devil comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. And I thank God for angels. I thank God for God's protection. But there are times that we have something to do, church. Amen. And, and, and we need to know the voice of God. We need to hear the voice of God to really be good intercessors. So I really believe that there, there are a lot of people who think, well, you know, it's, the service is just going to go regular. Amen. Brother Miller is going to preach that great sermon again. But there are forces that are coming against him. And there are forces that are coming against the ministries of this church. And, and, and there are probably principalities that try to hover over this church to even try to hinder us in our prayer life tonight. And that's why we need to combat the forces of hell. We need to come against it, amen, through the power of prayer. And, and so I believe personally, and this is personally, it's not biblical, but you know, you had a young pastor called James that was beheaded by Herod. And, and I, I really think down deep inside, this is not Bible, but I think the church got a little slack. I think the church just took it for granted that, wow, here's the pastor here in Jerusalem over the church and, and nothing's going to happen to James. They took him to jail and they thought nothing's going to happen to James. And then the next morning they hear that their pastor has been beheaded. Now let me tell you, some things can happen if we don't intercede. I don't care how good you are. I don't care if you're one of the main apostles. I don't care. We need people backing each and every leader and backing one another also. And, and so I think something changed. I think that they got a little bit jolted because when Peter was put into prison, amen, and he was kept there and he was going to be beheaded also, the Bible says Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. Amen, offered it, constant prayer, constant prayer. We're not gonna lose this man. We're not gonna lose this man. We, we might have messed up before, but we're not gonna mess up again. And we're gonna pray till that man is delivered until he is preaching the gospel out there just like God wanted him to do. Amen, constant prayer. Not those little bitty things, but constant prayer. And, and, and I understand that even though we pray the prayer of faith, there are situations that come about. There are tragedies that still happen. Amen, there are good people that still die and there are some things that I don't understand. But I know one thing, as I was telling one brother about the need in their family, I'm gonna pray until they die. 
I'm going to pray the prayer of faith until the day because until I know the will of God, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith. I'm going to pray for an extended life. And if God backs up and says, no, not this time, that's up to him. He is God. He is God. There were situations where future events were changed because someone interceded. Amen. Abraham interceded for his nephew Lot. Amen. You know the story about how the Lord and the angels came down and how he talked about if there be 50, will you spare the city? And thanks be unto God, because of Abraham, Lot's life was spared. But if it wasn't for Abraham, he would have probably died. His whole family could have died. Moses interceded for his people. Those knuckle-headed, stubborn Hebrews that came out of Egypt that were talking about going back and it had been better to serve those other gods and all that stuff. Amen. God got tired of it and said, I'm just going to kill them all. I'm going to start again with you, Moses. And he said, "If God, if you're going to do that, amen, what are the nations going to think? Once you have delivered them out, he interceded. Maybe not in a prayerful phrase, but Really, he was talking to God. If you're going to do this, what are the nations going to think? And also, if you're going to kill them, go ahead and kill me also. Because I really feel that he knew his own past and that he was not perfect, but it changed God's mind. Amen. Peter, before he was going to deny Christ three times, even Jesus warned him that, that Satan was going to try to sift him as wheat. But he says, he says, you're going to deny me, but I have prayed for you. And aren't you glad that God is our intercessor in heaven? He is our goal between, hallelujah, between us and God. And, and, and so we see that there was a ministry there that was also spared. Amen. My mother and my wife, amen, are great intercessors. My wife is up usually about 5 or 5.30 praying, seeking God. And, and reading the word of God before I get up in the morning. And, and, but they have kept me. They have added years to my ministry. Amen. Where over 20 years ago, the doctor said, you are through. Amen. As far as the ministry, you are through. And I began to cry, began to sob as I came home. And, and, but there were people that began to intercede. And it changed things. Even before that. Amen. I remember when I was engaged to a young lady back in the 70s before I met Sister Tanine. And, and we were engaged about a year and a half. And, and my mother came to me and said, I, I just don't think that's the right one for you. And blah, 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 blah. And it seemed like it just pushed me more into the marriage. And so she saw that it was pushing me. And so she went to the pastor and the pastor said, well, you know, there is a scripture about intercession, about if two or three shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask. And you know, they began to pray. And, and, and so we set a date. <laughs> and for some reason it was canceled. We set another date and it was canceled. We set another date and it was canceled. Amen, and, and, and even though it was a good girl, she played the piano, sung, and all that kind of stuff, but you know what? God sees the future. God looks upon the heart. God can be, he, he's already been in your tomorrow. He has been in your next month. He has been in your next year. He's been there, but thanks be unto God that I had a pastor that knew how to intercede along with my mother, and who knows what would have happened. 
Who knows if I would have been in the ministry? Who knows? I could have been divorced tonight. I could have come short if it wasn't for the mom, amen, that, that, that quit, amen, arguing with me, amen, but began to pray with my pastor, amen, about that situation. Amen, I appreciate those after I was saved and how I went to the altars and how I uh, wanted the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I appreciate those who helped intercede and held my hands up when they were weak. Amen, that prayed with me. I wouldn't have received it like I did if it wasn't for the want to from the intercessor. Amen, those who are praying for me almost wanted me to receive the baptism more than I did. And it influenced my life. Intercessors influences people's lives. Amen. The way that they pray, the way that they live, amen. The way that they talk, the way, amen. It, it just helps. So, why intercessory prayer? As I said, it changes many outcomes in people's lives. Many outcomes in people's lives when in spiritual or physical warfare. In Exodus chapter 17, uh, verse, starting with verse 10, Joshua did as Moses said unto him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur, amen, went up to the top of the hill. And so it was when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand that Amalek prevailed. Let me tell you, there are people that are going through situations and they are just as tired. Many of them are weary. And, and let me, this is not just a devotion that I just randomly kind of brought up. This is a message of God. There are people in this church that need your help. They need you by their side. They're weary. Amen. They have lost a loved one. Amen. Or maybe they're going through a disease. They're, amen, taking chemo or whatever the situation. They need the help of the church. Come on. I said they need the help of the church. Yes, they need the help of the church. And Aaron and her was there with him, saw it. And the Bible says that Moses' hands became heavy and so they took a stone and put it under him. Now, that's the only bad thing I don't like about this. They put a stone under him. <laughs> Couldn't they put something else under him but a stone? Well, maybe his legs were really weary. I don't know. Maybe a stone. It may, maybe it was better than what I really think. Maybe it could have been something else. Maybe it was just, amen, they only had enough time and Joshua was losing the battle and they just got a stone and heard up and put it underneath there. But they put a stone under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and her supported his hands. Let me tell you, your pastor needs your support. And I'm not just talking about financially. I'm not just talking about your tithe or whatever, but he needs your support. That man is a great man of God. He's full of the Holy Ghost. Amen, Brother Randy and so many of the staff are full of God. They love you. They love this church, but they need you behind them. Amen. They are not supernatural within themselves. They don't have the strength of angels. Amen. They get weary. Amen. At times, and they need a church 150%. Amen. To wait on God every day and pray for them and pray for them the Bible says and amen and they supported his hands and one on one side one on the other and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun and Joshua defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword amen there was a great man 
And, and I have to read part of this. But it says Charles Finney. Anybody heard of Charles Finney? He was one of the great revivalists of many years ago. He, he, was, he lived between the years of 1792 and 1875. He was an American minister and leader in the second great awakening revival in the United States. He's best known for his famloyant revivalist spirit from 1825 to 1835. Together with several other evangelical leaders, his religious views led him to promote all types of social reforms. Amen. He, he wanted, whether it be black, white, amen, yellow, whatever, amen, whether it be women. Women weren't allowed to vote at that time. And he, want, he led a reform for all of that. And you would say, what does that have to do with being an intercessor? <laughs> amen. Not only, amen, do you pray when you intercede, but you put action behind it. And he saw that America needed a change. And America today still needs a change. It still needs many reforms today. And so he did all types of things. And Finney seemed so anointed with the Holy Spirit that people would often be brought under conviction of, by, of sin just by looking at him. When holding meetings in Utica, uh, New York, he visited a large factory, and at the sight of him, one of the workers, and then another and another, broke down and wept, and they were sobbing and weeping that the machinery had to be stopped while Finney pointed them to Christ. Such results were the fruit of hours and the hours of prayer. So how many people do you want to be saved this Sunday? You see, I asked a church I was pastoring one time, I said, did you expect anybody to be saved this morning? And they kind of looked around. Those who do not pray don't expect anybody really to be saved because they hadn't prayed for souls to be saved. Those who uh, come to church and don't expect anybody to be healed, well, they haven't prayed for people really to be healed. If you're not praying for it, there, there's no expectation. And we need expectation when we come to the house of God. And, and so we're, we're, we look at this man and, and we see that, man, how revival happened. It was not Finney's prayers alone that secured such heaven-sent revivals. Listen to this. Finney, I mean, he had thousands. He had thousands in his services. Thousands through this man had come to Christ. It turned our whole country around. I heard a, a great pastor that's, that was called a great pastor before he got behind the pulpit, and he said, you know, so many people call me a great pastor because what I have done here. But he said, I'm going to tell you why I'm a great pastor. It's because of the great people that are working around me. Yeah. Amen. The great people that are working around me. And, and, and you see, your pastor can only do so much as great of a man that I believe that he is and great of a pastor that he really is. But do you want him to become even a greater pastor? Do you want Brother Randy to be even a greater, amen, pastor? Amen, Brother Zach, everybody. Do you want them to become greater? Do you want them to have more creativity? The world shouldn't be the only one to have all the creativity. Amen, and the new ideas, it ought to be the church. And if you will intercede for them, let me tell you, God will give them ideas that will blow the devil away and send revival to Poplar Bluff and to where you're going to have to push some walls out back there in the best of you. 
It was not Finney's prayers alone that secured such heaven's revivals. Finney was supported by prayers of two of God's hidden treasures. It was the hidden yet powerful intercessions of Father Nash and Abel Clary that laid the the groundwork for these mighty moves of God. Abel Clary was converted about the same time as Finney and was licensed to preach also, but he had such a burden of prayer that he could not preach very much. His whole time and strength was given to prayer. He would, amen, uh, writhe and groan in agony, unable to stand under the weight. After Clary's death, Finney discovered Clary's prayer journal. Finney found in the exact order of the burden laid upon Clary's heart was the order of blessing poured upon his ministry. Amen. Father Nash lived a life of almost continual intercession. He joined himself with Finney, kept a prayer list, and was no doubt the secret of much of Finney's, amen, marvelous success. He did not preach and often did not go to the meetings, but remained in his room or in the woods, wrestling with God in mighty prayer. Often before daybreak, people could hear Father Nash for a half a mile or more in the woods or in a church praying, and the sense of God's presence was overwhelming. Oh, my friend, I look up to every leader of this church, but I'm gonna tell you, I believe that God wants it to do more, and we can't do it within our own selves. And sometimes even with the anointing that is upon the leaders, we can only do so much, but when there is a push from the congregation, when there is a push from intercessory prayer, new ideas begin to form, new burdens begin to come into human hearts, and all of a sudden, sudden there is a glory that comes down that pushes us in a direction of ministry that maybe we have not really yet seen before. Amen. If we're really going to be successful in intercessory prayer, we need to pray not only in our native tongue, but also in the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about praying in the Spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost. One joy that I have Amen, and I pray at home. But when I come here, I usually pray in an intercessory ministry level. Amen, I pray for the pastor, I pray for the staff. I ask many times if there's any needs, I pray for other pastors in the church, other ministries that are out there. I pray for our president. The Bible says pray for leaders. Amen, that is intercessory prayer. And I know that other people come. Man, what a fan. You can come to this church any time almost through the week. Amen, and you can intercede and you can pray. You can get alone with God anywhere. So there are many unknown needs and secret invasions of the enemy that we can't see through the natural eyes and our natural senses, but the Holy Spirit knows all things, which can be revealed through our spirit man. And so in Romans 8 and 26, it says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Amen. I don't know every need. I don't know when everybody is troubled. I don't know when somebody is facing temptation, but I'm gonna tell you, there have been times when the Lord laid it on my heart to pray for certain ones because he was almost going into a, a major area of temptation. And through intercessory prayer, God, he prevailed in that situation. Amen. I, I was going up Highway 67 to visit somebody, a former uh, a member of mine. Amen, that I had, and he got sick, failed, and he had to live with his uh, a daughter uh, up near Farmington, Fredericktown. 
And, and I was driving a, our white van. I had a fellow minister right beside me. My mother called. She said, I have been in prayer for you. She said, the Lord showed me that you were in a white van that you were going to see somebody, that there was a minister with you, and there was somebody that came out from a gravel road and ran into your van and killed you. But I have prayed, and I have waited on the Lord, and I, I have done it until I felt to release, but you better watch out. Man, I was watching every road. Let me tell you, there are some people that are dead that should not be dead. I said there are some people that are dead that should have not been dead. Amen, they needed somebody to intercede instead of saying, well, I guess it was their time. How did you know it was their time? Did you hear God to say that it was their time? If it's their time, it's their time. But if you don't know, you might can save a soul, you might can save also a physical body. Oh, it says, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so I'm praying in English, but all of a sudden I feel the burden. All of a sudden I feel the Spirit of God begin to come on me and there's something special that is going on in the unknown. But my spirit man is in connection with the Holy Spirit. And then the Holy Spirit begins to pray through my spirit. He begins to rebuke, amen, those things that would try to destroy someone maybe in the church or someone in the family, the unknown, maybe someone in another country. You're praying for a missionary in another country. They're going through almost death. You don't know it, but the Holy Ghost knows it. And, and as I have prayed in the Spirit, I, I, I would groan and there was heaviness. And, and I knew that I was in, amen, into a spiritual area zone of warfare that was going on. And how long should you pray? You need to pray till you prevail. You need to keep praying till you feel something let up off of you until it's been released. What if at John Mark's house, that church that was in continual prayer said, I think we need to have a break and we'll meet tomorrow. Well, Peter didn't have a tomorrow. And there are a lot of people out there that also don't have a tomorrow. Amen, listing all the, amen, armor that we're supposed to put on down toward the last, it says in Ephesians 6 and 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. You know what that's saying? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. A lot of people don't add that to their spiritual armor. And it says here, and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, and with this in view, be on the alert, and with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. We're supposed to protect, protect one another. Now, I'm bringing this to a conclusion. The qualities of an intercessor will change the power of your prayer. Amen, sometimes our prayers are not answered because we ask amiss or we may ask in doubt or whatever. And uh, sometimes we just need a burden in what we're doing. Amen, in Paul we see the personal characteristics of courage and steadfastness, endurance, consecration and self-sacrifice that, that he was living within his life that helped him have that powerful prayer life. There are things that can hinder your prayer life. There are things that can hinder, and, 
amen, having ought against one another can hinder your prayers. Can you imagine, amen, someone that has a lost son or daughter, amen, that is just inches from going to hell, getting in an accident, amen, and on drugs or whatever, and because of unforgiveness, amen, your prayers are not being answered, Amen, your prayers are having no effect, amen, on your son or maybe your daughter. we got to get that out. So what makes a powerful intercessor? Dedication. Reliability. People that are reliable. Can God rely on you? Can God rely on you to give you a burden for somebody? Would you wake up at night, instead of rolling over, would you get out of bed and get on your knees and pray for a certain situation or for a need that might you might not even see what it is, but God has given you a burden to pray. Integrity. You need integrity. Amen. You need integrity. Objectivity. Empathy. Kindness. Discipline. Perseverance. Amen. They constantly prayed until Peter had knocked at the door. High moral character. James 5 and 16 says, Confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And lastly, is a team player. Amen. We need intercessors that are team players. Amen. We heard about two wonderful men of God that were called into the ministry. But their first ministry really was the ministry of prayer. And Brother Finney wouldn't have the crowds. He wouldn't have the souls. He wouldn't have the protection. He, he wouldn't have, amen, uh, such an impact on our country, the reforms and so forth, if it wasn't for those two men that said, I don't have to be on a platform, but I do have to be on my knees. We need people to back the leaders of our churches. Amen. I mean back, not just to be here on Sunday and on Wednesday night. I mean... I mean, I mean, every day we need to back them in prayer. Amen. We need to back them in prayer. We need to be those team players. Brother, would you put on some music? I would like for any leader, Brother Rand, anybody, leader in this church to come up here and stand before me tonight. Any leader, would you come right now? Everybody, would you stand, please? This is what the Lord began to deal with my heart. Brother Lemons, isn't, isn't everybody important? Yes. Yes, everybody is important. Amen. But I really felt tonight a special burden for our leaders because I, I, I have sensed many times and I've shared with Brother Miller that there was principalities sometimes above this church that was trying to bind some of our services and some of our men in ministry and women in ministry. I have walked across this platform many times praying for the worship team that the anointing of the Holy Ghost would break the yoke, that sinners would come, amen, to the platform and give their heart and life to God. Any helper, come right on. Any leader, come right on. Now what the Lord also said is, this is just a, not a tonight thing. Amen. I want you, amen, and think about it before you make a vow to God. But I want you to really make a vow to God, Lord, every day. Every day I'm going to be an intercessory prayer for these people. 
And there are some that are not here because they're in ministry. But you know those that are not here. You have been here long enough. Amen, I want you to pray, especially God lays, lay one of those, it may be several, but Lord, lay somebody, lay somebody on my heart, especially every day. I'm gonna pray every day, not just for myself, but I'm gonna pray for the leaders of the Palace of Praise. I'm gonna pray that they will be enriched with a deeper, amen, anointing and walk with God. We're gonna pray that God will create in them ideas and things to do for the kingdom, amen, that they will lead others in. Amen, that they will lead others in. Oh, we're gonna pray that God will do extraordinary things. Amen, that yokes will be broken in the name of Jesus. And the Lord began to tell me this too before I'm gonna ask you to come and lay hands, amen, upon these leaders. Amen. The Lord said that there are several things that need to be broken. There are several principalities that have come against the palace of praise. But just having a revival and just praying every great once in a while is not going to completely get you above, amen, that hill or mountain that you need to go. Every day you need to bombard heaven. Every day you need to plead the blood. Every day, in the mighty name of Jesus, you need to pray for these leaders. Every day, until we get over that thing. I, I can see something, but God wants us to get over it. It's, it, it's approachable. Amen. It's, it, we, we can do it. We can get over it with intercessory prayer. Now, I'd like for everybody that would to come. Lay your hands, if you will, or you can even just stretch forth your hands if you feel not Amen, the liberty to lay hands on them. But I want you to pray for them. Oh, I will give myself continually to prayer. We're gonna break, amen, every yoke. We're gonna come against every spirit of bondage. We're gonna come against every hindering spirit that would try to stop the anointing in our services. Oh God, I thank you for the revival that's gonna come. Lord, not through an evangelist, but through intercessory prayer that people are gonna walk in through the doors of that church and they're gonna feel conviction. They're gonna feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Some are gonna be healed before they're even been laid hands on. Lord, we believe you, God, this is our year. This is our year. You're about to come. And I believe that you're wanting to do great things. You're wanting to give out great gifts unto the church of the Lord Jesus Christ to those that want them. Oh, whatsoever things ye desire, pray that ye have them, and ye shall have them. Whatsoever things ye desire, desire spiritual gifts, desire healings. Oh, hallelujah. Those that are unapproachable, those that seem unsavable, Lord, we're going for him. Look out, devil, here we come. Amen, there is no mountain 
that it can stand in our way. Oh, there is no sin. There is no oppressing spirit. Through the power of prayer, through fasting and prayer. Oh, in the name of Jesus, we will see what seems to be the unsavable saved, washed in the blood. Amen. Raised up even for the ministry. Give us some men from Gadara. Oh, that we can cast out some devils. Oh, God, give us cancer patients. Oh, may this church be such a church of healing, such a church of revival. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, you said we could have it. We're standing on your promises. You cannot lie. And if we will pay the price and pray the prayer of faith, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, send revival to our little kids. Lord God, may we walk by their rooms and hear many speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. Oh, God, may we send our kids as missionaries into our schools, God, to be a light unto them in the name of Jesus. Our teenagers as missionaries. Oh, I know the darkness is great. Amen. But the light is greater if we'll just let it shine. Let it so shine before others, the Bible says.